Officer Daniel? I'm getting about the status of the officer. Uh, I believe you did. Unsolved murders, suspicious deaths, and missing persons cases haunt every person they touch. For family and friends, a loved one has been taken from them, and they have no answers as to why. I have lost everything. Everything. For investigators like us, these cases leave a giant burning hole in our gut that can only be filled by finding those answers. I'm Todd McComas. Todd was a detective for the Indiana State Police for over 21 years, but now he's a stand-up comedian and my partner in crime. I'm Jessica Knoll. Even though Jessica is younger than me, which is something she tells every single person we meet. Not true, but I am. She's been investigating crime for just as long as I have. She's an award-winning investigative journalist who's produced some of my favorite chart-topping true crime podcasts. We share a combined 40 plus years of investigative experience to peel back the thick, complicated layers that all too often leave these cases out in the cold. But most importantly, we give victims a voice and share their stories. It's a job we take very seriously. But despite our resumes, especially mine, which is way more impressive than Todd's, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Jessica's right, but what really makes this podcast special is how much funnier I am than her. Sure, she's won three Emmys, but let's face it, she didn't win them for right in the office. I'm a professional stand-up comedian. <laughs> well, too bad they don't hand out Emmys for being humble. Maybe you'd have three. Anyway, The Investigators is a weekly true crime podcast that offers a unique approach to examining unsolved cases. Sure, we're not afraid to poke fun at each other's expense, but we tell a fine line because ultimately these cases involve family members who are relentlessly searching for the truth. Why can't I have this one piece of closure in my life? This is why we do this. Sometimes they're just missing that one thing they need to finally turn the page. Our hope is with your help, we can discover that missing piece of the puzzle together. But just know if we do find that missing piece of the puzzle together, we're taking all the credit. No, no, no. We're because not Because we're that. the investigators. <sighs> Coming Wednesday, August 30th. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Oh, I've been running from the law. Oh. looking to be naughty this holiday season, or any season for that matter, then I've got a nice deal for you with this week's sponsor, Tinsel. Tinsel is a revolutionary new way to meet your mistletoe match from the convenience of your smartphone. Our algorithms are specifically designed to connect your all-go rhythms with the right elf at the right time. Just swipe right and meet up tonight. Download the Tinsel app now and get 12% off our premium subscription service as well as a free stocking stuffer. So don't wait for love to find you. Swipe that sadness away with Tinsel.
making naughty feel so nice. Tinsel is not a real happening as intended solely for satire. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of some of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins. So, you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. Yep, you heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a former pest control technician, carpenter, and sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. As for my current situation, I'm an investipodster. And the jolly man you just heard on that recording? Well, last year he got locked up. This year, he's gone and busted out of jail. Guess who's going to drag him back to face the Christmas music? You can thank me later. This is season two of Santa May Be a Criminal, an ongoing Yuletide investigation. You got anything other than cookies and milk? And you have something like bangers and mash. And this is the 10th day of Christmas. Cardiac? Arrest. It's hard to believe that over the last couple dozen episodes or so, I've met Santa Claus, Mrs. or Karen Claus, the Easter Bunny, formerly known as E.B. Cooper, one of the Krampuses, and now, now, St. Patrick. Where does it all end? How does it all end? I guess that's probably the question we're all asking right about now. Unfortunately, I don't have those answers yet. Wait, hold the elevator. I rush to get in, waving at a few other podcasters standing at the bar. They ignore me. That's okay. I get it. I'm the new kid. I make it in the elevator just in time and join a well-dressed man in a bright blue sport jacket and perfectly pressed slacks. He's got slick back hair and he's wearing aviator sunglasses. Hi. How are you? He looks like he should be on the set of Miami Vice. I love that show. Are you Crockett or Tubbs? <laughs> are you a comedian? <laughs> I wish. So do I. Make this ride go a little faster. Ouch. You look very festive. <laughs> I have a podcast. Of course you do. Good luck with that, Santa man. The mysterious man leaves, walking away in what seems like slow motion. The doors close, and I ascend two more floors and exit. At last, I get a moment to unpack the weird shit that I've experienced. Myra sits crisscross applesauce at the foot of the bed, brushing her hair and watching the local news. 
There's a story about more bodies discovered at a drying up local lake. Have you seen this? It's awful, isn't it? I'm sure it's the Mafia. What? They're like literally pulling up bones from Lake Mead. Oh, you mean like Lake Nog? Lake Nog is what it seems like the organized crime element at the Nopo, known as the Elphia, uses to disappear things. Just like it. You okay? I'm fine. Uh, how long did they go on about the stupid Cardelphians? You don't want to know. I plop down on the bed and Myra mutes the television. That's another thing I like about her. When she gives me her attention, it is undivided. Did you win any money? <laughs> no, but I might have gotten lucky. With who? Easy, darling. Sorry, what do you mean? Just that I had a bit of an interesting conversation. Myra gets up, comes to the bed, and lays down next to me. Okay, now I'm intrigued. Who with? I pause, wondering if she'll think I'm crazy. All right, go on, spill it. <sighs> well, when I left the keynote, I walked out and saw Santa Claus. You what? Not the Santa, but a Santa. So I followed him, and he led me to the casino next door. And? There's a convention there, too, called, get this, Santa Con Versation Con. Are you bloody kidding me? What are the odds, right? Well, let's go. N no, no, I I I've already checked it out. Without me? I've got a lot to say about that, those bastards. Trust me, you don't want to see what it's about. It's everything you hate about Christmas and none of what you love. I don't love anything about Christmas. You know that. Well, except maybe you ending up under the mistletoe? Wait, I thought I told you my hair's made of mistletoe. Oh, is it? Let me check. Myra rubs her fingers through my hair and I close my eyes. All right, no slacking, mister. What was it? What was what? The interesting conversation. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I pull the four-leaf clover from my pocket and hand it to her. It's not mistletoe, but... Holy shit, Richie. Do you know what this is? Yeah, it's a four-leaf clover. Do you know how rare they are? They're actually not as rare as you'd think. I heard one lady has over 100,000 of them. Oh yeah, extremely rare. Don't patronize me. Where did you find it in this neon jungle? I didn't. Someone gave it to me. Who? So this is where things get a little confusing. Well, that's right in line with this whole case now, isn't it? I mean, look where we are and look what we're doing. She has a point. Okay. So the guy was dressed in the Santa suit, but he had pulled off the hat and the beard. I just assumed he was part of the Santa convention. <laughs> Not a big leap. I know, right? I'm an investopodster after all. So we're sitting there drinking a trader's cape, which I think is odd because... That's only the second time I've ever seen that beer. I had it with Hog at Turbo's the night we planned the trip. Okay, so what? So this guy, he just acts like he knows me, and not like knows me from the podcast, but like he sort of really knows me. That's weird. And then he tells me I don't pay attention to what's right in front of my face. Well, that's obvious. Come on. It's true, sweetheart. Fine. But then I get the text from you to come back here and he mentions Bradley Pitts. Did he see the text message? He never once looked at me, not, not even in my direction. Hmm. So I asked his name and he said, Patrick, Saint Patrick. And he gave you the four leaf clover? No, I was leaving and I turned back to ask him to listen to the podcast and he was gone, like he just vanished. But next to his empty trader's cape bottle, there it was. 
Do you know what this means? You've met St. Patrick. <laughs> St. Patrick is dead. Besides, this guy didn't even sound Irish. He sounded like he was from the Midwest. Richie, St. Patrick wasn't Irish. What, was he from Ohio? Because that's kind of where it sounded like this guy was from. No, he's English. Can you believe it? Honestly, I'm not sure what I believe anymore. She takes my hand and looks me in the eye. We live in a world where anything is possible. Santa Claus exists, the Easter Bunny exists. E.B. Cooper. Well, whatever, you've invited a goat man to Las Vegas to help you find Santa Claus. She has another point. The world is a mess, and it's beautiful, and there's no way we can predict where we'll end up or what will happen in the end. I look at her, and I mean really look at her, and realize I've never had anyone support me so unconditionally in my entire life. And all I want to do now with that life is any of it, all of it, with her. I mean, this is a sign, Richie. It's your lucky day. A lucky day in Vegas? It's a dangerous proposition. Maybe. But why was he dressed up in a Santa Claus costume? He's a trickster. How do you think he got everyone to believe he led all the snakes out of Ireland? Truth is, there were never any snakes in Ireland. So he didn't play a flute and lead them to the sea? Oh, gosh, you're cute. Somehow that didn't sound like a compliment. No, he's a trickster, like a shapeshifter, a... Con? Look, after my pop died, my nan came in to me one morning. She told me that she was going mad because she'd seen Pop in the garden. When she went outside to see where he'd been, he was, of course, not there. But you know what was? A snake? Boot prints. And sure as he'd been standing right there. And right in the middle of the print, there was just one pristine four-leaf clover. Just like this one. Could have been a coincidence. You believe in coincidences? I don't. She told me, in times of trouble or turmoil, St. Patrick comes to offer comfort and guidance or a laugh. And the proof he was ever there? I hold up the four-leaf clover. A four-leaf clover or a rainbow? This is starting to sound like a Lucky Charms commercial. Hashtag not a sponsor. My point is, everything happens for a reason. You've been placed here to do exactly what you're doing. St. Patrick was trying to tell you that. And he was literally telling you to pay attention to what's right in front of your goofy face. And there it was. Everything she ever believed, condensed into a statement instigated by a shape-shifting leprechaun. <laughs> you know, I never believed in fate until I met you. I look at her and think maybe I would reconsider that whole never marry again thing. But it's Vegas. And that's also a dangerous proposition. I mean, either just elves and bunnies and leprechauns and Bigfoot. <laughs> no, darling, you believe in possibility. You believe in hope. To hell with hope right now. I kiss her for what seems like a second and forever all at once. And suddenly I realize what Ralphie meant by loving Savannah Claus years worth in a day. My body tingles as we emerge from the haze and I realize we have other things to do. We're going to find Santa. We're going to put him away in a cage so he never messes up another Christmas ever again. You're damn right we are. After a shower and a quick douse of cologne, Myra and I make our way back downstairs. Joys and defeats all around us, bright lights and loud noises. We walk by the front desk and pass a rack full of colorful tourist flyers, but one of them catches my eye. Hang on. I pick up the brochure. On it is a tan man with a thick goatee. He's wearing sunglasses and 
Behind him sits a helicopter, an airplane, and a UFO. The headline reads, Harry Who Done It's Mortuary Museum of Oddities, Airships, and the Unsolved. There's an inset photo of Amelia Earhart with a bolded graphic that says, quote, solved, unquote, in the shape of a red stamp. I turn it over, and on the back, there is a paragraph about Harry Whodunit's time as a military fighter pilot and aerial phenomena investigator. There's also a mention of Project Blue Book, and then, at the very end, it reads, Plus, I know where Santa Claus is. Shit, do you see this? Oh, come on, Richie. That guy doesn't know where Santa Claus is. He's standing in front of a freaking UFO. It's obviously photoshopped. We're going. Well, we can go after we meet Bradley. We're already late. Okay, fine. Myra and I make our way through the casino. I look at all the people having so much fun, and a part of this nice southern boy wants to be a little naughty. Myra and I enter the bar, where we'll pay five times too much for a beer. There he is. She points to a lonely figure hunched over at the bar. I can tell by the back of his head, I already don't like him. Smug. Probably on his phone, solving another unsolvable case. He's wearing a blue jacket, perfectly pressed slacks. Wait a minute. Bradley! He turns to look at us, our reflections bowed out, and his aviators like a couple of people in the carnival funhouse, but... This doesn't feel fun. Well, there is the prettiest girl in Las Vegas and the Santa Man. The Santa Man. That's what they'll call me. You're... Bradley Pitts, nice to meet you. Come on, let's have a drink. I might need more than one. We get the niceties out of the way as poor Myra senses the awkward tension. She tries to move us toward the case. Did you read my email with all of the particulars? I did. So now, tell me where this investigation stands as of this moment. He's clearly talking to Myra. It's like I'm not even here. She glances at me, embarrassed. Oh, no, it's not me. It's Richie. I just had your email from earlier and thought I'd send you the info. Sorry, for some reason, I thought you were running the show here. The smug bastard. Go on, babe, tell him. Thanks for emailing him the info. Um... Well, Bradley, as you know, Santa Claus is missing. We've done a lot of legwork so far. All the clues that seem clear and non-contradictory seem to place him somewhere in Clark County. Well, you're right. I am? I mean, I know I am. He smiles. It is smug. Yeah, there's like 300 Santas in the casino next door right now. I've already been over there. He's not there. You sure? I mean, those on the run hide in the most obvious places because that's the least likely place you'll look. I'm sure, but like I said, I've already been over there. Myra, I'm happy to go and check it out if you think it would help. Myra turns to me and smiles. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to pop off to the ladies while you two boys have a chat. She gets up and walks toward the restrooms. Bradley watches her for a second and then looks at me. So listen, about the SantaCon... The two of you together? Uh... Is it not obvious? Not terribly. (laughs) We're together. I mean, we are all the way together. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Try to pick up my fiancé? Fiancé? I didn't see a ring. It's because I have something better. Oh? I pull the four-leaf clover out of my pocket and show it to him. What are you going to do with that? Glue it on her? (laughs) No. 
I'd rather be anywhere but here now. <laughs> I'm sorry to each their own, I guess. Just because it means nothing to you doesn't mean it means nothing to her. Look, we've gotten off on the wrong foot. Truce? He extends his hand. I reluctantly nod my head and shake. You and I are talking because I've caught a lot of bad guys. I know how they move. I know how they act. Your guy ain't in Las Vegas. But all the clues. F*** the clues, Buck. You think the people coming to Sin City, the capital of naughtiness, wouldn't recognize Santa after his face had been on the news nonstop for the last however many months? Why does everyone keep having a point but me? The guy doesn't want to be caught. He's not going to be anywhere obvious. In fact, he's probably going to be in the opposite place you expect. Like, I don't know, Des Moines or Boise or Detroit or shit, some small town, any small town. But he's not in Las Vegas. (laughs) But you just said he would be in the most likely place because that's somewhere people wouldn't think to look. See how fast an investigation can change? I mean, what? You know that feeling you get right there? He jams his hand into my gut. Sure. That's your intuition. That's where the goods are, kid. Most people call it your gut. Yours is a little soft. You might need to hit the gym or lay off the cookies. (laughs) I mean, what the... You want to be good at this? You better learn to follow that gut no matter how much of it there is. So what's it telling you right now? That I'm hungry? Yeah, that's what it's telling me too. Here. He pulls out a business card. Myra is a beautiful lady. If the two of you ever break up, let me know. He takes a sip of his drink. That's a joke, sort of. But if you need help on your case, I'm also here. I charge reasonable rates. We already have an investigator. Who? His name is Melvin Purvis. Patch? No, Hog. Oh, we call him Patch in the industry. Patch Purvis. Well, he's my lead investigator. Bradley finishes his drink quickly, throws a couple hundred dollars down. This will cover all of us and your tip. Like I said, if you need some assistance, give me a call. You need as many eyes on this as you can, and he's down one. You know, he has an eye... Patch, I know, Jesus, I know. Yep, an eye patch. Hell of a set of biceps on that guy, though. Follow him to the gym. Good luck. Seriously. He reaches out to shake my hand. Again. I feel bad. I think I've misread this guy. See you at the after party, Santa man. Bradley Pitts walks away as Myra comes back from the ladies' room. He stops her and she giggles before she returns. You know, I think I misjudged him. Who, Bradley? Yeah, he offered to help, though he did make a little fun of Hog. You mean Patch? You too. Oh, that's what everyone in the industry calls him. (laughs) So what did he just say to you? Just that you have his card, and if you don't ever give me a ring that he will... That son of a... Myra and I make our way back through the casino. The lights, the sounds, the smoke. It's a bit much, but when in Vegas... Oh, I'd like to do at least a little bit of shopping. Gonna get me some candy? Maybe, but you need some new shirts, darling. What's wrong with my shirts? Shirts are supposed to only have four holes in them. Yours have 14. (laughs) That's why I have podcast swag. It's new. Right. Have fun gambling and don't lose all your money. She kisses me and walks off. I make my way past roulette, blackjack, poker, and craps tables. The crowd tonight looks serious and I'm intimidated. So 
I find a spot at the slot machine. It is covered in fire and cherries, lightning bolts and bars. Is this seat taken? I'm hoping by you, sweet cheeks. I sit down to the sound of the pings and the alarms, and the lady to my right is chain-smoking and tapping the repeat bet button. Much luck? Not yet, but I'm due for the big one. I know it's coming. I put in a $100 bill. Suddenly, the lady slot goes wild. Oh my. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Oh my God. Ah, yeah. The sound of victory. The sound of winning. The sound of the jackpot. Congrats. That's great. You jealous now, ain't you, baby? I'm getting a sweet. You can come on up. I'll make it worth your while. Fire and lightning are lighting up her screen in an epileptic's worst nightmare. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here 12 cents left of a $100 bill. It happened just that fast. Finally, the machine that lays sitting at shuts up, and I can see at least one comma. Don't you want to get lucky? Come on, honey. Follow me. She gets up from her stool places a kiss on my cheek and walks off. Some people have all the luck. Richie! Patch, I mean Hawk. Fuck you too? Sorry, it was an accident. Can we patch things up? Okay, that was a jerk move. I just didn't know about your alter ego. It ain't an alter ego. It's what these jackasses call me because I have an eye. We both let it go that time and he grabs me by the shoulders and looks dead into the center of my forehead. I met her. Who? Her. As I follow Hog down the strip, I see a sign that tips me off to exactly who her is. Now I want to warn you, she seems like she could be easily spooked. So don't do anything drastic. It took me like two hours at the table to get her to agree to talk to you. How much money did you lose? I don't know, three, four hundred bucks, come on. The Aria's doors open up and we feel the blast of cool air. Welcome to the Aria. Hog and I enter. Another novelty smell. Another lead that will probably lead nowhere. Another whiff of desperation. She's over here. Hog leads the way as we weave through blackjack tables to an empty one. Behind the table stands the dealer. A pretty woman with dark hair, a perfectly ironed shirt, and black lipstick. She's running the cars through that little auto shuffle thingy. I can see why no one's sitting at this table. She has an air of dominance about her. She's actually a little scary. Welcome back, sweet cheeks. Except, I guess for Hog. I mean, he is some kind of sex symbol. Is this him? This is him. She turns her eyes to me, and a chill runs down my spine. If you want to know what I know... You gotta play what I play. I glance at Hog. You have played blackjack before, right? I have, and I'm good at it. I am. Honest. One-eyed hunk muscle over here says you've got questions about a mutual friend. You're damn right I do. I place $100 onto the table. Changing 100! She drops $25 chips in front of me. It's a $10 buy-in. Okay, here are the rules. One question per hand. The more you win, the more questions you get. You run out of money? I lock my lips. Seems fair enough. This is Vegas after all. Don't embarrass me. Come on. Who are you talking to? Hog and I sit. He's placed a hundred down too. Let's hope this doesn't go as fast as the last one I bet. You got a name? Richie. Richie, huh? Not Richard. Not Rich. Not Dick. Nope. Just 
Richie. That's kind of cute. What's your name? Melanie. Question one has been asked and answered. Shit, she was serious. Wait. You agree to the rules. <sighs> okay, let's go. She deals the hand. I bust, but Hog pushes. Ten bucks gone. I throw ten dollars in chips back down to buy back in. Next hand, next question. So, I hear you know my friend. You hear right. Question two is done. Another bust. Hog bust this time, too. Shit. Come on, Richie. You've cooled off the table. I was unstoppable earlier. <laughs> You're giving me all my money back, sweetheart. Not if I have anything to say about it. Hog puts $50 down. Really, Hog? Play big, win big. Maybe, but I stick with 10 bucks. Okay, what next? What makes you so sure he's Santa Claus? Well, at first I didn't recognize him because he didn't have a beard, but he knew things about me that no one else could know, except maybe my parents. Like? Is that your next question? I should just learn to shut up and let people keep talking. I just burned a question I probably could have kept. The cards come out. I bust again. I'm down to $70. Hog also busts again. I'm done with this. I'm going to the bar. Oh, come on. Don't leave us. My shift is almost over. Yeah, come on. Stay. You don't have to play. This is my battle, not yours. Battle. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, just deal them up. I put in another 10. She deals me an 8. She takes a 10. I get a 3. She takes a 9. 11, Richie. 11. You gotta double down. I look at the cards. He's right. Always double down on 11. But if I'm wrong, I lose an extra question. Although if I'm right, I gain one. What you gonna do, Richie? I look at Melanie, then at Hog. Come on, baby. You're so money. You're so money and you don't even know it. Thanks to Vince Vaughn, everybody knows. Always double down on 11. Let's go. Double down. A seven? Are you kidding me? You're so caught up in the game, you never asked your question. Shit, you're right. Okay, what were the Christmas things he knew about you that only your parents would know? He knew when I was six, I got an Easy Bake Oven and I used it every day for three months before never using it again. He knew that most of the Barbies I got, I dyed their hair black so it would look just like mine. He knew that we never left out milk on the mantle. Instead, Dad always left out bourbon. He said that by the time Santa made it to our house, he was probably tired of milk. You have no idea how right you are. So, Rodney Dale Murphy ain't the only one who's left Santa booze. That's interesting. She flips the card. Dealer wins. Sorry, excuse me a second. Myra sent a text. The after hours party has started and Bradley Pitts has already cornered her. I need to finish this up. Come on, let's go next hand. Slow down, cowboy. You got a date? Something like that. Okay, next question. How often do you come here? Shit, another bust. Today is not my lucky day. For a while there, it was once every couple of weeks. Had a guy with him, tall, wireframe glasses. Both of them were tanned. They seemed friendly. I hate to cut the short, but my girlfriend. It's okay. Okay, one more hand. I'm putting everything on the line. That's 40 bucks. I know. I never bet more than I'm willing to lose, and I'm not about to lose her. Okay. Question? Did he ever give you any idea where he was living, what he liked, anything unusual? That's like three questions, you know. It's a big bet. She looks at Hog. He flexes a bicep, and I think that got her going again. Okay. Dealing. She flips over an ace for me. There it is, Richie. Then the king of hearts for her. Oh, no. 
Suicide King. Shh, don't jinx me, hog. So to answer your questions, no idea where he's living. I don't even think it's here. But there was something, or someone rather, that he liked. Who? That's another question. Come on, you talk too slow. I talk too slow, Southern boy? We're not done with the hand, and we're not done with the question. Look who suddenly grew a pair. Come on, who did he like? He had something from my manager, Faye. I thought he hated the word, the thought of Faye. <laughs> Strange, is that it? She flips an eight. Nine or 19. Stay. I'm afraid so, Richie. She turns over the queen of hearts. Dealer wins. F Better luck next time. We should go. Billy can't hold off Bradley Pitts forever. Thanks for the info or non-info. I hope you find what you're looking for, Richie. I smile at her because I think she means it. She turns her eyes and a smirk to Hog. See you later, Melvin. It's Hog, babe. Call me Hog. Oh, you're damn right I will. And then Hog and I go to get my girl, Myra Abernathy, the sweetest human being alive. Hog and I flash our badges. Wait, that sounded like we're impersonate police officers, like some no good backwards southern lawyer. Let me start over. Hog and I flash our convention badges at the door and enter the club. Billy trots over. Guys, you think I'm a stud? Bradley Pitts can put any woman and goat man in this club under his spell. Where are they? Corner booth. I glance to the back and I see him. His arm is around Myra. She's angled her body away from him like she's uncomfortable but too polite to excuse herself. There are a lot of people around the booth. She can't get away from him. Come on, let's go save my fiance. Wait, what? Fiance, you got news? She's not wearing a ring. She hasn't said anything to us. Look, it's a new development, okay? I just want to be with her. Always. Yeah, but does she know that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, I mean, I think so. Just, just come on. We march over to the corner booth. There he is, the Santa man, the buck up. Why don't you shut your beautiful face, Bradley Pitts? Um, thanks. Sorry, but he is. <clears throat> Look, I'm sorry to break up your little party here. I thought you'd be at the Sunglass Hut. Hashtag also not a sponsor. I've got plenty of shades. And besides, who said you're breaking it up? You're joining it, Buck. Pull up a chair. Over there. Myra, we should go. Myra's having a good time. You know, for a world-famous investigator, you don't read people very well. She's doing everything she can to be away from you. And why she let my hand rest on her knee this whole time? He lifts his hand from behind the table. I take a quick step forward. Hog grabs my shoulder. Not worth it, buddy. The guy's like a fifth-degree black belt. Well, I'm a redneck from Alabama, so let's go. Richie, babe, it's not like that at all. Come on, Pitt Stain. What did you call me? Did I stutter? I turned to Hog. I heard you loud and clear. Then to Billy. Me too. What do you have to say about it, bitch Stain? Wait, wait, that's not what I said. Just go with it, Richie. Bradley tries to stand, but it's hard because of his posse. And I suddenly realize how outnumbered me and Billy and even Hog and all his muscles are. Well, I was going to try to handle this like gentlemen. I guess we can't do that. Move out of the way. I'm about to drop a deuce on this table. No, Billy! He gets up and unbuttons his jacket, which seems like a weird flex, but okay. Why don't we settle this like men? Rock, paper, scissors, or thumb war? Ha! You seriously want to marry this clown? Yeah, I seriously do. 
Wait, you do? Myra's eyes lock with mine, and for a moment I forget that I'm about to get in a bar fight in the middle of a crime convention. Hey, <laughs> you who? So, sorry. See, she she seriously does. Now leave her alone. He's moving through his posse toward me. Well, no, because now you've offended me, calling me bitch stain. No, no, no that, that's not what I said. I called you pit stain because of your name. He approaches quickly. I'm about to drop kick his ass across the bar. Come on, guys. Let's let cooler heads prevail. Shut up, Patch. I tried to help you. No one needs your help, Captain Hack. Okay, Billy. Do what you have to do. Whoa, whoa, no, wait. Bradley gets to me. Come on, Buck. Give me your best shot, because I know your lady won't get it. I look at Myra and silently mouth the words, I love you to her. I can feel my heart full, pounding. I feel like I may pass out, but then... I punch Bradley in the face. He staggers back two feet, turns his head, wipes his lip. <sighs> Better than expected. My turn. Wrong, motherfucker. Billy blasts Bradley over the table, knocking down plates, silverware, and more. Holy shit, Billy. I've been really dedicated to late day. Glad to see it's finally paid off. Hey, goat boy. You, Santa Man, on the ground. What? On the ground now. Wait, wait, officer, no, no, this is a misunderstanding. Seeing Bradley Pitts get punched and kicked across the bar isn't a misunderstanding. It's assault and battery. Hands behind your back, now. Well, shit. This isn't gonna make Dad very happy. I'm sorry, what's happening right now? I'm detaining you. Oh, come on, you're not serious. Do I look not serious? She looked serious. Yeah, you can't do this. You're damn right I am. It's a shame, too. I'd think you'd be the kind of guy that wanted to be on the nice list. If she only knew. Stop resisting. I'm not. I, I have a cramp. There's a Krampus joke that could go here, but I'm unfortunately distracted. What's your name? I'm sorry, what? I said, what's your name, Santa Man? It's Richie. Richie Buck. Well, Richie Buck, you and Goat Boy over here, you're under arrest. Santa Maybe a Criminal was conceived at the Bath Fitter table at Savannah Comic Con by Jason Usry, Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, Michelle Kaz, and a few rogue elves. To become a rogue elf, head over to Patreon where you can be naughty, nice, a VIE, that's very important elf, or even the mayor of the NOPO. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. Santa Maybe a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa Maybe a Criminal is written by Jason Usry, hosted by Richie Buck, podcast production and editing by Richard Buck, social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck, website management by Ricky Buck III, all other duties as assigned to Richard Buck. Santa Slay Sound Design by Captain Fat Hands. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. Going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, always, always, always be nice. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm Lauren. I am Ken. 
and you may recognize our voices from the podcast Paradise After Dark. Dark, 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 dark. But today we're here to tell you about a nonprofit organization we have created called the Florida Themis Project. Themis is the Greek goddess of justice, in case you're wondering about the name. The Florida Themis Project aims to support loved ones and victims of unsolved crimes by financially contributing to various types of investigative tools, including DNA testing. We also help families and loved ones of missing people by assisting with awareness campaigns, uh, helping with ground searches, or any other assistance that we can provide to the families. So we are asking for your help to spread the word and grow our organization so we can help as many people as possible. Please be sure to check out our website at floridathemasproject.org for info about how you can help us or donate. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Themis Project. Even something simply as sharing our posts on social media is very helpful. For the month of August, we are doing a public awareness campaign for the unsolved murder of Kyle Burtis in Lehigh Acres, Florida. You can hear our podcast episode about the case and read more on the blog on our website. Again, that's floridathemasproject.org. That's F-L-O-R-I-D-A-T-H-E-M-I-S project.org. And if you're planning on being at CrimeCon in Orlando this year, stop by the Paradise After Dark podcast table on Podcast Row and say hello. We'd love to tell you more. Thanks in advance, true crime friends, for your help and support.